Well, what did you boys dig up for me? My unsolved case reports are on file, ma'am. Good work, Detective Rugstar. What about you, Shane? Did you get the inside scoop on Richard Ramirez? Every last disgusting detail. Rumors going around that the hotel is finishing this October. And I'm thinking of paying it a little visit soon. My name is Layla, and I am reporting another case of mystery. Where to begin? Well, let's start with a little painting of this scene. The crimes and tragedies that happened in the history of one building. Nineteen stories tall, seven hundred rooms. It was laid in that old brick of the roaring 1920s. Those high times of California and the growing of industries. They built this building, those three men, with towering ambition and hope for a successful future. Tonight the lights are off and the moon is full. Just a windy October night in Los Angeles. The stay on Main reads the sign above the lobby door, but I can see the falsehood behind the name. Just a sham trying to cover up the building's past misfortunes. I conducted a complete investigation on the place, putting my best boys on the job. They came back with their reports on specialty cases of deaths and serial killers right here in this very building. This isn't the stay on Main. This is the Cecil Hotel. Across the street is where you can see that famous door, with its arched windows right above it, and all those little red awnings. Even from there, you could almost feel the ghosts welled up inside the walls, and the history to haunt the present. Founded in 1924, construction began, and by 1927 it was opened for business by three men in the hotel industry. They came together and invested $2.5 million into a budget hotel for businessmen and tourists. Little did they know their dreams for the place would land them in cases of suicides and murders. William Banks Hanner, Charles L. Dix, and Robert H. Shops hired the designer Loy Lester Smith and contractors W.W. W. Patton to complete the Beau Art Style Hotel with its stained glass windows and marble lobby. They were not the only ones putting up a hotel at the time, but there were many others placing hotels downtown to find a little investment for their pockets. It was unfortunate that the stock market would crash just a few short years later, and by 1930, the Great Depression would begin. On the right side of the building is that red-painted sign that reads, The Cecil Hotel, low daily weekly rates, 700 rooms. All three sections stand like dominoes, one trailing behind the other. Rather ordinary it would seem, but it isn't. 
You could stand just across the street and you could place which windows belong to which suicide jumpers. 100 years of history standing right before your very eyes. 100 years of dark misfortunes. Up front still has the double name embedded in the concrete in black and gold. Faded is the glitz and glamour. Truth is, the place became common ground for drug deals and prostitutes. The hotel might have been on Main Street, but nearby was Skid Row, and it seemed the perfect place throughout the decades for crime life. The first act of dark deeds was the act of suicide. It started the horrible line of events, and it was the first of many suicides. In 1927, a man by the name of Percy Orman Cook shot himself in the head in his room after being unable to reconcile with his wife. In 1931, W.K. Norton was found in his room after taking poison capsules. Benjamin Dodditch shot himself in the head in 1934. 1934 was also Sergeant Louis D. Borden by a slit throat. He left behind many notes of his health as the reason for his suicide. Two more fell from the building windows. First is Grace E. Margot in 1938, who fell from the ninth story and was tangled in the telephone wire. And Roy Thompson in 1939, who fell from the top floor landing on a building next door. 1940, Dorothy Seeger ingested poison. Dorothy Jean Purcell was staying at the Cecil in 1944 when she gave birth to a baby boy. Thinking the baby was dead, she then decided to throw him out the window. She also claimed that she never knew she was pregnant, but was eventually charged with murder, only to be found not guilty by reason of insanity. In 47, Robert Smith fell from the building. 54, Helen Gurney fell from the building. 62, Julia Frances Moore fell from the building. Pauline Otten jumped from the front of the building in 62 as well, while also killing a pedestrian down on the sidewalk. There were other alleged deaths from those windows, and some whose bodies went unidentified. There was more to it than the case of the jumpies. Since the Great Depression, the neighborhoods around the area began to decline, and nearby Skid Row became populated with thousands of homeless people. The place itself is mingled with scandalous rendezvous and employees of the sex trade. One of the most famous cases involves the Black Dahlia, who had supposedly visited the Cecil Hotel. The rumor goes that she was seen drinking in the hotel bar just days before her murder. Detective Rockstar had some evidence on the case. In January 1947, Elizabeth Short's body was found in an empty lot, naked and severed at the waist. There was not a drop of blood at the scene, meaning that she was murdered somewhere else and then dumped out. Her case is still unsolved to this day. Tragic as it was, hers wasn't the only murder unsolved. In 64, Pigeon Goldie Osgood was staying long-term and was found dead in her room. 
She had been beaten, raped, and stabbed to death. A man was cleared as the subject even after being seen around the streets covered in blood. There were a lot of hard times seen by this place. Inside is that spectacular lobby, and when the lights are lit there's a golden glow throughout the marble and grand staircase. But it's the rooms above that take the spotlight. Up you go into a labyrinth of doors, where many dark things are sleeping just behind them. The Suicide and Hotel Death are some of the nicknames attached to this building. With all the deaths over the years, it became a hotbed for drug deals, burglars, bank robbers, and you guessed it, serial killers. Violence and crime laced these very walls. By the 80s, it was home to the infamous Richard Ramirez. Detective Shane was my guy for cases on serial killers. The Night Stalker stayed on the 14th floor, paying $14 a night, and was a frequent visitor to Skid Row. It's speculated that he committed some of his crimes while staying at the Cecil Hotel, sometimes for weeks at a time in 84 and 85. Staff believe he discarded evidence and blood-stained clothes in the garbage out back. I came to learn that in the 80s it was a lawless place, and anything above the 6th floor was considered dangerous. Jack Unterweger was a serial killer from Austria who came to stay at the hotel after he was released from jail for murder. During his stay, he strangled three sex workers. When he was finally arrested, he then hung himself. Despite all the tragedy that is stained upon the building, it has tried to rebrand itself. In 2011, the name changed to the Stay on Main. While keeping its historic signage, it attempted for a cleaner future. It wouldn't get it, though. Staying at the hotel in a hostile style, resident Elisa Lamb went missing in 2013. A video of Elisa was released that was taken from the elevator security footage, capturing some of her strange behavior right before she disappeared. Residents complained of low water pressure and foul taste to the water. She was found dead inside one of the water tanks on top of the roof. No one knows how she'd gotten there, but the ominous story made national news and put the Cecil Hotel into the spotlight. The building's legacy sparked many interests, and since then there have been several investigations from many different media sources. In 2017, it became an official landmark by the city of Los Angeles. It was titled a historic cultural monument. In that same year, it closed down for renovations and has been shut down ever since. The building might have been desolate in the last few years of its life, but its past still haunts these rooms and roams these halls. There is a stir of excitement for some folks who have been following the hotel's gruesome history. Some believe there are ghosts in the Cecil Hotel, and some paranormal investigators have done their own hunt through the building. For now, the rumors will linger about its renovations and plans for the future. This October, we shall wait and see if the rumors are true. From the front door all the way to the roof, there is something dark and bleak around every corner to ponder on. 
The misfortunes of the Cecil seem to ensnare its audience, and some who can't wait to spend the night among the stories. One can only truly describe a place unless they've experienced it for themselves. That dread in the silence. What horrible feelings might surpass you when you enter those doors? Is it the work of something sinister? Would you stay overnight in a hotel with such a morbid history? If you do visit the Stay on Main or the Cecil Hotel, you can decide for yourself if something truly unexplainable is at work, or if it's just a case of the chills. This concludes the case of the disturbing building, the Cecil Hotel. More fun is awaiting at Raving Lunatic Media with our sister podcasts, Cold Case Chase, Case Closed, and Sci-Fi Malady. If you want to learn more about the Black Dahlia and Elisa Lamb, find their episodes in Cold Case Chase. And for a look inside the crimes of Richard Ramirez, you can find his story in an episode of Case Closed. The third episode of Zodiac Task Force is out now, so go and take a listen. Thank you everyone for listening to the show, A Case of the Chills. I am Layla, here to trigger your curiosity with the strange and unusual. Next time, see who's watching us with the case of the mysterious Men in Black. <laughs>